Talking Dudes podcast. This is podcast number, it doesn't really matter anymore. And I am broadcasting to you live from Austin, Texas. And I'm the co-host, Adam Harris. I guess we're both co-hosts. I'm in Salt Lake City. Um, yeah, Talking Dudes show. Yeah, so let's just kick it off nice and fun today. Um, so a board game that uh, you introduced me to, it's been a while now, like probably two years ago, um, but I haven't played since then until last yeah. night, um, but a very popular board game um, amongst those in the know about board games, Munchkin. So Adam, you want to explain what Munchkin is, how you play it? Yeah, so I think that the tagline is, is something like, it's uh, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons without without all the uh, messy role playing. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. So it's just a it's just a pretty simple card game, and it's supposed to get kind of crazy if you play it right, because you can do stuff kind of out of turn. But you're basically uh, just bre- uh, breaking down a door and then like looting treasure or defeating monsters. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty solid description of it. it. It really is. It has a lot of, like, D&D-type elements to it, but it's, like, way more approachable than D&D. It's not like there's any, like, hours of work to, like, figure out anything about the game. It's really pretty straightforward in terms of gameplay. Yeah. It's a game that anyone can learn in about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I would say it's a, it's a really great starter game into really good board games. So, so you do not feel like it's that good of a game then? I don't feel like it's that good of a game anymore. But at the time, I thought it was really great. Kind of like Settlers of Catan I loved when I first discovered it because before Settlers, the only real games I played were like Monopoly and Risk. Very like casual gamer type Games. Yeah, and, and Monopoly and Risk have the problem of it takes forever. Yes, and so and Settlers can also take a long time, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I've moved on to. I don't actually own these games, but I've moved on to other games that a friend of mine has. More advanced games. Yeah, and I don't know if I would say more advanced. Sometimes the rules are complicated. Sometimes they just seem complicated until you start playing. Kind of like uh, Citadels, which is a uh, it's a card game. Uh-huh. At first, the rules just seem like kind of overwhelming, and then once you play it a couple times, you're like, okay, it's really not that bad. It's just yeah. the rules just seem like crazy. Oh uh, yeah, and I really wanted to play Citadels because you've talked about it before, and my friend with all the board games just sold it. Oh. But he said you need like more than four players, like maybe eight players for it to be really fun. That's not true. I mean, I'll say I'll say it's more fun the more players you have, but it's still fun with like three yeah, or four players. But uh, you, you got to understand he's a lot more picky with his games than you are. Yeah, I mean that's probably fair, but I mean I'm just saying it, it has different elements of gameplay depending yeah. upon you know the number of players you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Munchkin is one of the few games I own. But I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah, I bought Munchkin Legends is the one I bought. Oh. And so it's a lot more like 
mythological creatures and like Norse gods and like that sort of stuff. It's oh, really that's fun. cool. That's cool. Yeah, it'd be fun to mix it up. It does it have slightly different rules as well? No. Okay. All, all of the Munchkin games have the same rules. It's just different, you know, versions of monsters or yeah. weapons. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they, and there's. I think I saw at least ten different versions of the game shop I was at last night, um, and I finally settled on that one. But there's a whole bunch of them. One of the. Oh yeah. One of the interesting things about Munchkin is if you buy the cheaper version, it only comes with the cards. And uh, and you can get an app on your phone to keep track of scores and stuff. Yeah. Um, or you can get a, a little bit more expensive version that comes with the board and pieces and stuff. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like another 15 bucks to get the advanced version. I was like, eh, it's not that hard to keep track of just, you know, points. And yeah, stuff. So, and I've kept track of points with just like coins or something like that. Yeah. I've actually been using the uh, the little there's like little gold pieces in the Citadel's game, and that's what I've been using to keep track. Ah, uh, cool. All okay. right, you want to talk about the epic fail that was Prime Day? Yes. You want to talk about one of the biggest disappointments in recent internet history? <laughs> Amazon had like been pumping this thing up for the past, you know, a month previous to the event happening. And it was bad. Prime Day was a huge failure. Um, the deals were so-so at best. The availability of the deals was also really terrible. They sold out extremely quickly. I mean... You're going to be hard-pressed to find anyone on the internet who had something positive to say about Prime Day because Amazon built it up like it was going to be this amazing event. They, they, they marketed it as Black Friday in July. Yeah. And it was not Black Friday in July. No. At all. <laughs> Did you experience it at all? Or? So I didn't experience the hype. I found out about it the day of or the day before. Okay. My big complaint was that it was a confusing user experience on that day because that day Amazon didn't act like Amazon. It didn't feel like Amazon. It felt like eBay. I saw something that I thought, hey, that's a pretty good deal. It was like a $60 SD card for 20 bucks. So I was like, yeah, decent deal. And then it was gone. So yep. I was like, what, what What was that? And something like the wait list was full. So just confusing to do something like that for one day only and then go back to normal. Yeah, it's like, like imagine, should, imagine if like Luke.com tried to do the same thing. It would be a terrible failure. Yeah. It's like, do what you do well. Yeah. And, and I also saw $100 off of a Nexus 6 which also was immediately gone. I didn't realize. I thought it's because it said for the next, you know, until a certain time. So I was like, oh, it's $100 off in the next hour. No. It was, you know. $100 off until they sell them all. Yeah, which is probably instantly. Right. I did purchase precisely one thing that I was able to get a good deal on. What was that? Which was a 145-count banana Laffy Taffy bin. Banana what? Laffy Taffy. 
You bought candy? Yes. Send me some. like a 50% discount. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Interesting. I, I, I got it. Like, I just had it shipped to my work. And so literally the day I got it, I just like walked around the office like giving people banana life <laughs> They're like, yeah, I love banana Laffy Taffy. Like, of course you love banana Laffy Taffy. Who doesn't love that? It wasn't, was there not a variety pack available? Uh, I don't think there, actually there might have been, but who wants variety in Laffy Taffy? I the do. The banana flavor is far better than every other flavor. No, no. All the flavors are good. You are so wrong on that one. <laughs> which, which flavors are not good? Any of them that are not banana. <laughs> You're saying they're not good, or they're just not as good as banana? I mean, they're okay. I mean, like, okay, the second best one is strawberry. Strawberry. And it's also, it's it's not bad. Honestly, I don't know that I can tell you any of the other flavors off and out of my head, because they're so forgettable. Blue. I like blue. blue. <laughs> I don't think blue is a flavor. Blue and purple are always my favorite flavors. <laughs> Blue and purple. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, there's different varieties of blue. It could be blueberry or raspberry or coconut. Yeah, it could could be coconut. Which I don't know why makes someone no someone decided coconuts are blue. Because <laughs> they are in real life. Uh, oh wait. <laughs> we got a coconut one time and we opened it up and it was like red. It was gross. Weird. Yeah. Red it was pinkish. Huh. It was it was uh no good. Oh, do you, do you watch Shark Tank at all? No. Okay. So do you know the theory or concept behind the show is? Yeah, I do. Okay. So basically, they, you know, they go it's, and present an idea and then hopefully get invested in. Right. Okay. Venture capitalists trying to invest in small startups. Um, and this person came on there with a surprisingly good idea but like I mean I never really saw it as a problem but I was like well I guess if you have a lot of coconuts that's a problem for you <laughs> like, he invented like a really awesome way to get into a coconut and like get the milk out as well as the meat like really simply oh yeah that is a huge problem I mean so here's how we would get into a coconut um, you get the one the ones that are they they look white uh-huh. And then they've got a pointy shape at the yep. top, so it's like a, a like a little hut. So we would get a hammer and use the the spiky end of the hammer that used to get nails out, mm-hmm. and just just hit it all around the top until you until you've got a little lid that opens up. But I mean, it takes some strength. Yeah, it takes some doing. His his thing is basically like a circle um, with like a a handle on it and so you use a hammer and you beat the circle into it a little bit with the hammer uh-huh. and then you just pop off the top and then there's another tool that he had that was like a uh, like a deburring tool like you would use for metal work huh. um, kind of like did that on the inside of the coconut and then you got have you have the meat out and I'm like well that seems pretty cool if you consume a lot of coconuts oh yeah that would be brilliant because brilliant. For a Not while, <laughs> for a while, we were getting a lot of coconuts. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, but also on Prime Day, 
have you seen this YouTube video just totally making fun of Prime Day? No. It's uh, it's where they in- they're introducing they're apologizing for Prime Day and then they're introducing Prime Day Two, which is going to be way better. And then he presents all these deals where it's like you get one dollar off of this useless thing no one wants, so you get ten cents <laughs> off of this. Wow. Or uh, there's like a hundred and twenty thousand dollar HD Kurt TV or something, and so you get like a dollar off of that. Sweet, a dollar off my hundred and twenty thousand dollar television. That sounds like a sweet deal. Yeah, I'd have to take out a mortgage to get it. <laughs> but you'd have a really cool TV. Yeah. Yeah, actually, one of the reviews on it is they they had to take out a mortgage. Um, and then also it's really nice that the, the box it comes in is so big because they're also living in the box now. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Cool. So last time I said, I don't know what to watch on Netflix. So we're going to do some recommendations. Yeah. So I went through and I picked out some recommendations of things that I've seen before that I think are good movies. I'll recommend to you. It's, you know, I'll just keep going until I've mentioned one you haven't seen. Okay. Okay. Goodwill Hunting. Seen it. Okay. Figured. Uh, Forrest Gump. Seen it. Okay. Jobs. Seen it. Okay. Rocky. Seen it. Fantasia. Probably saw it like. 15, 20 years ago? <laughs> it's good. I wish they had Fantasia 2000, though. Well, actually, I don't I don't know if they do or not. Um, the Fifth Element? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I actually own it, and I still don't think it's that good. Really? I loved it the first time I saw it, and then subsequent watchings, I've kind of fallen less in love with it. Okay, so they do have Fantasia 2000. I'll definitely recommend that more than Fantasia if you haven't seen it. And it's like, it's like an animated, like... Orchestra. Yeah, I don't know that that's really my sort of thing. It's, yeah, so you're going to have to be in the right kind of mood for it, but it's very artsy. And Fantasia 2000 is really well done, and I think it's going to hold up a lot better today than the original. The, the original's a classic, though. Fair enough. Okay. Um, Django Unchained? No. Um, not a huge Tarantino fan, is the thing. Okay, because I was about to recommend three of his. Django Unchained, Pulp Fiction, and Kill Bill. Oh, Pulp Fiction especially, I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kill Bill and Django Unchained are very different from Pulp Fiction. I might have to give Django a chance just because I have a friend who's like so in love with it and also um, Inglorious Bastards. He loved both of those and he's like always trying to get me to watch it and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, so I guess I'll stop my recommendations there because you need to see Django Unchained. All right, let's see if I can find something that you have not yet seen. Well, that you, I would recommend. you actually just mentioned something that I haven't seen, Inglorious Bastards. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It was yeah, on Netflix. It they is. might have pulled it. It is. 
Okay. I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it's good or not, but... <laughs> and you also recommended Mr. Nobody, which I have watched, and it was great. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad you liked it. I thought you would. Yeah. I thought that would be like right up your alley. Yeah, there was another guy at work that also recommended it, and I was like, oh yeah, I need to watch that. <laughs> it's surprising, because like, I had never heard of it. I know. I found it on Netflix. It was like, wow, it was really good. Oh, here's another movie that I just watched recently on Netflix that was really good, and um, it was actually Best Picture. Really? What, what was that? And I'd, I'd never heard of it. I barely heard of it. It was. It's called Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. Like the recent one, Birdman. The. Yeah, and never Birdman mind. That wasn't. Two. That wasn't Netflix. That was Redbox. Yeah, I did not like Birdman. Oh, I saw it recently. It was so cool. Not like the entire thing is shot in one continuous shot. I mean, I liked that. Like, I thought that was a really cool cinematography. I, I loved the cinematography. I did love that. Mm -hmm. What I, I just did not feel like it was... I was never certain what the movie was about. Yeah. It's, it's about... That's, that's a problem for me. Like, I want something that I'm like, okay, this is the point they're trying to make, or this is like... And I just didn't feel that with Birdman. I'm like, yeah, it what you're trying to do, but it... Well, maybe if someone had just told you it's just about a guy who's like a burnt-out actor who's only known for one thing, and he's just trying to make himself known in something different on Broadway. That's that's what it's about. Yeah. Like, don't expect it to be an action movie, or it's just no. it's it's philosophical, really. I mean, so I, I still maintain that. The winner of Best Picture should have been Imitation Game. Mm. I, I have not seen a movie that was better than Imitation Game from last year. Mm. Lego Movie? No. <laughs> no, Lego Movie I think should have won Best Animated Picture, though. Agreed. It, it definitely should have won Best Animated Picture. It was, it was fantastic. It was a fantastic animated movie. It was not the kind of movie that wins Best Picture, though. No. This picture is kind of like, it's like this elitist thing where it's like it has to be a certain type of movie to win Best Picture. Yeah, and I was looking over some of the the past winners of Best Picture, and I was surprised to see one of them was a horror movie. Which one was that? Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that, actually. I'd forgotten about that. Um, so before we move on from recommendations, I have, I have two Netflix non-recommendations. Oh, I've got a bunch of those too. As in, I've, I've seen them, I thought they might be good, not good. They're terrible. Yep, I've okay. got some of those too. Okay, Let's one, hear them. one of them is Serena. I haven't even heard of that one. It's, it's got um, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, really? It's terrible? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I can't remember the other guy. The other guy is also in Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, Bradley Cooper? Yeah, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. So they've done three movies together then, because they also did American Hustle. Oh. Which I haven't seen, but it's there. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. And then my other non-recommendation is Cake. Really? I have that on my watch list right now. Yeah, I have it on my watch list. Shipping, huh? Okay, you can watch it if you just go in understanding that it's just about a depressed lady. That is it. 
That sounds horrible. And she's just depressed the whole time. Uh, and it has uh, Anna Kendrick in it as well. As uh, yeah, I think that was like I saw Jennifer Aniston and Anna Kendrick. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll see that. That sounds cool. Wow, it's disappointing, but it's terrible. Yeah. Okay, number one recommendation for worst movie possibly on Netflix: Rounders. Hmm. Matt Damon and Edward Norton has a four and a half star average review. Yeah, uh, that's on my watch list. Oh, actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm getting that one confused with the other one I saw recently. That was again. That one's okay. That's like a three star in my mind. Okay. That one's yeah. Um, the Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. Huh. And uh, I can't remember the girl's name. She's been in several things that's, fairly recently. That's not a Netflix. No, it's not. It's it's a Redbox one that I picked up. Okay. But I'm just going to tell you about it anyways. It seems awful. Okay. Like, the the previews looked good. Like, I was like, okay, this looks like it's going to be a compelling story. Here's the thing. They brought a reasonably good actress into the film and did nothing with her. You, you get a minor amount of character development with her in the first 30 minutes, and then it's like she doesn't show up again until the very end of the film. And you're like, why did you even bother having her a part of this film if you were going to do nothing with her character? Huh. Well, that kind of reminds me of how small of a part Johnny Depp had in Into the Woods. Uh, I haven't seen Into the Woods he's on He's on screen for like two minutes. <laughs> He's just there to say that they can put him there. And it's the worst part of the movie. It's creepy. Oh. That's that's disappointing. Yeah, I don't think I've... Oh. What was that Adam Sandler movie that I saw on Netflix recently? What? The, the, the Cobbler? No. Punch Drunk Love. Also a terrible movie. Really? It is, it's one of my friends here in Austin... It's one of his favorite movies. And I'm like, how is that your favorite movie? It's awful. I kind of want to watch it now. The movie is about kind of, sort of Adam Sandler being messed up as a person and finding love somehow uh-huh. despite being messed up. And it's just hard. It's just a hard movie to watch. Nice. It, speak, so speaking of Adam Sandler, have you seen The Cobbler? I'm not. It's think, on my watch list. I think it's uh, one of his more recent ones. So right. I, did, I didn't have high hopes for it. But it was decent. Decent? Okay. It was fun. It was definitely a fun movie. And it had it had a good story. A good beginning, middle, and end. You know. I have an idea for a future show. Um... So what I want to do is we just send each other each other's watch lists on Netflix, yep. and the other person picks the next thing for us to watch off of our own net, our own watch list. Yeah, and we discuss it. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about doing stuff where we just what we watch the same thing and then discuss it the next episode. Or we could do that. We could we could both watch the exact same thing, agreed upon thing. And watch it. Yeah. Hmm. Something to think about. 
I was going to say, I actually have one as a suggestion for that. What I don't know it? if you've seen this or not, but I have it on my watch list because I feel like it might be the one we both want to see. You might have seen it, though. Have you seen American Psycho? Oh, yeah. That was on, one of my, that was on my recommendations. Okay. I've had it on my watch list for a long time. I just haven't ever watched it because I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to be really scared by it. But Yeah, just, just be warned that it is graphic. Graphic doesn't bother me. And, really. Oh. And, and kind of sexual. Um, that might be a problem, but... <laughs> it doesn't... I don't remember if it shows anything. I don't think it shows um, a lot. It suggests a lot of sexual stuff. Probably no worse than what I watched last weekend. So. Okay. Saw Trainwreck last weekend, which is Amy Schumer's new comedy, hmm. which I will say was extremely funny. However, it was also wildly inappropriate. One of those films. Hmm. Okay, so I've got a did you know this week. What did I know? Do I know? I don't know. We'll find out. Did you know that there is no such thing as a great uncle? As the great uncle? You know, as a, as a, as a familial relationship, great uncle doesn't exist. Sure it does. No, it doesn't. it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Maybe not as like technical terms, but it exists. I have great uncles. So, okay, do you have a great father? No, that's a grandfather. Exactly. It's not a great uncle, it's a grand uncle. That's weird. So your your parent sibling, your parents' brothers are uncles. Your grandfather's brothers are grand uncles. Your great grandfather's brothers are Great grand uncles. I feel like you might have just crushed me a little bit. That's okay. Yeah, so there you go. No great uncles. I did not know. Sadly. But that's better, right? They're not great, they're grand. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you have a rant? Um, I do have a rant. This is, this annoyed me greatly this week, whenever it happened. Um, a product that I have been excited about for a very long time, we've talked about it on the show before, the Navi, has again delayed the release uh. of their product. Um... This is the second time they have given the invitation for refunds, if you want to refund on the product. And I'm strongly considering taking it this time. Um, they're pushing it back another six months. Um, allegedly at the end of the year, it's going to get released. Mm. Um, and my problem with it is they've done all this you know, fundraising, they've done all this product research. It's like, at some point, you just need to release it. They're like, well, we don't want to release something that's not perfect. And it's like, you're not ever going to release a perfect product. No, definitely not. Just release something that's good enough. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I just have a real problem with that. It's like, you took my money well over a year ago. You paid in advance? Paid in advance. Paid in full in advance. And. Oh, I see. Yeah. It was Kickstarter, right? sitting on my money. It was Kickstarter, right? Uh. Is either Kickstarter or Indiegogo? I don't okay. remember which one. 
But yeah, that's my rant. Okay. Um, okay, I've got a rant. Okay. You know how financial websites have in this this thing called an inbox that's supposed to be kind of like an uh, an email inbox or something. Yes. And they're like the worst to navigate and use, and then you end up yes. with all of these like unread messages. And so I, I don't necessarily want to go in and just delete them all blindly because it might just happen. It never is, but it might just happen to actually be something important. Yeah. Uh, and and when you get something in your inbox, they send you an email telling you that you have something in your inbox. Instead of just sending you an email with whatever it is. Email. <laughs> yeah, just send an email. That's that's what my email is, is an inbox. You don't need to have yeah. your own inbox that's crappy and doesn't work half the time. I I've got this one at a financial site where every time I log in it says, You have two messages and the link does not work. I can't uh. I can't I can't view them, it doesn't do anything. And you know, I'm a web developer, so I, I like right-clicked and inspect element and try to see what's wrong with it, what the errors are, and if there's some like way I can get around it and, and get in there. No. No. Yeah, that's dumb. That's real dumb. Yeah, I wish um, – I think if financial sites had been invented today instead of an inbox, they would just have notifications. Yeah, that made more sense. And they would clear like automatically as soon as you kind of look at them, like from a drop down or something. Yeah. Anyway, financial sites in general are just bad. Agreed. Cool. That's about it. We'll just uh, wrap up with picks. Pick, pick, pick. What are you gonna pick? My pick this week is something you can pick up um, on YouTube or on Netflix. Um, my pick is Video Game High School. Um, Video Game High School is essentially what would high school be like if rather than, you know, like training you in like math and, you know, English, science stuff, you were trained in video games. Mm. Um, and then you were able to parlay your training into um, a professional career. And so it follows around a group of friends at this high school who have, you know, normal high school problems of, you know, just general relationship issues and as well as, you know, just some of the other elements of normal high school shows of just like ridiculous plot twists that make no sense. Which is also a really fun show just to sit down, turn your brain off for a while and just enjoy the ride. Cool. Any more picks? We're going to stick to one this week. Okay. I've got two picks this week. Uh, the first one is kind of two things in one. So it's uh, these are Mac apps that okay. help to clean up your menu bar across the very top. So you know on a Mac, uh, at the very top you've got your menu on the left for your current application with your file, edit, whatever. But on the right, you've got this junk that's just there all the time, like your Wi-Fi, your battery, the, your, the time. Sometimes 
people have like a little American flag up there because they're using a U.S. keyboard. Um, maybe even your name, which I think is the most useless thing ever. You don't need to know your name. You already know yeah. your name. Uh, right. So so I've got this app called Bartender and okay. one called iStat Menus. So what Bartender does is it hides all of that inside um, another icon that's just three dots. So you can hide okay. anything you want to um, and then still access it if you need to. And it's similar to Windows interface. Yeah. And then you can actually, I don't do this, but you can actually set it up to where it's hidden unless it changes. So if it changes, maybe like you, you lose your Wi-Fi or something, it can pop up for a little bit. That's cool. Um, and then what iStat menu does is it allows you to add stuff to your menu bar. And um, so what I've added is a, a custom a custom battery indicator, which I just think looks a little bit nicer. And uh, and, and if you click on it, I actually show you the um, the battery amount of your Bluetooth devices. Oh, that's nice. So it shows like how much battery I've left in my trackpad. Um, and then, so the only things I have showing are the battery indicator and the time. But the time, I've got it set to show like a fuzzy time. So it'll okay. say, like right now it says half past one. So it just rounds it to the nearest five minutes. After half past one, it'll say 25 till two. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like it. Um, if I need to know the exact time, I can look at my phone. But right. most, most of the time on my computer, I don't need to know exact time. Okay. And I just kind of went to get in the habit of saying the time that way. You know, half past one. I just think it sounds cool. Alright. Cool. Cool. Alright. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.